Hello, you are listening to the Bethel Atlanta Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information about Bethel Atlanta, visit www.bethelatlanta.com. How's everybody doing? Good. So, it's always interesting doing uh, family meetings on your main service, but um, I really sense that this uh, is an update on where we are as a family and the church and the building, but I think you'll find there's a story in it, there's a sermon in it, there's a narrative that for many of us in the room, you'll find some parallels and you'll find, uh, hey, that applies to me. What are we, often what's happening in your family or your church, you can find a parallel for yourself. And so I hope you'll see that. And one of the stories is, um, how do you go after huge dreams, massive dreams, God-sized dreams, 100-acre dreams, 100-year vision dreams, um, in the reality of the world of where you are today? And maybe you feel experience that, like there's been prophecies over your life that are this big, but I'm here and I'm trying to get there. And how do I get there? How do you get million-dollar dreams on a hundred-dollar budget? <laughs> Anybody been there? So how do you live, reign in life, but there's a reality? And so we got some really. Uh, I'm excited to share because we feel like in the last month or six weeks, God is speaking and speaking loudly, and when He's speaking, then it just uh, it feels like. Oh, I, okay, we can do that. And so the, that process started um, really years ago. And I, let, me t- let me take for so many that are, are new to what we're doing, uh, maybe it'd be good to have a little backdrop. So uh, Laura, could you pull up just the screen of the property? And Laura's gonna help us. And so I hope, I hope you can see that. So... Um, one, of the, one of the things that we have going on, and, and you, you can see the green is really that, the property that's owned by the church and you, and it's, uh, now it's grown to 100 acres with another four acres that's being added on here shortly. We'll talk about that. But um, with the pointer, Laura, maybe you can show kind of going north on t- on. Highway 74, so that little yellow, if you're on podcast, uh, this is going to be, you'll just test your prophetic gifting. And we'll have and, a video. Uh, <laughs> There's going to be a video of this available for them too. And we'll, we'll have a video for the website that they, for those that fail the prophetic test can go watch the video. So um, go show us where the BP station is. Just let people kind of have their bearings. So the BP station is in that little yellow corner there. If you want to buy gas, you can go right there. And so that's the corner of Tyrone Road and Highway 74 to get your bearings. And so drive down, take us in this little yellow Volkswagen bug down, <laughs> down Tyrone Road, if you would. And we're going <laughs> to drive there. Yes, she's a very good driver. And we're going to turn right on Far Road. 
There you go. And we're going to enter the property of so many of you came. Friday night, we had a worship. Last night, a worship. It was amazing. Thank you so many. And then uh, take a right turn, and we'll just drive over to the church offices around the lake. So there you go. And show, so there's the church office right there. Lots of good stuff happens. And show us the lodge right there. And, um, and there's a proposed building right behind it right there. So... In the beginning, uh, really about a year and a half ago, we just sensed we need to get on the land. Amen. We need to get, amen. And we, are, we want to get on the land. And so we started looking uh, with architects and engineers how to get on the land. And, and um, Laura, take us to that, that long building in that front left field as you come in off far right, right there. So we looked at that as a, a location uh, that, that spot there is a future spot for either wedding facility or a gymnasium. So we thought, okay, let's go there. Um, we run into challenges there. Uh, go to the pole barn, and there's another location. Kind of in that area, we were looking to put you know, something not real expensive, something we can just get on the land. And we ran into, um, ran into a couple concerns show the property line where all the homes are. There's a really nice neighborhood of homes down there. And we, were, we had a goal to, for them to love us, not hate us. <laughs> and putting a mega church in their backyard was one thing that they weren't excited about. They loved, they loved the horse farm in their backyard. I would too. And the, also the... Um, the access roads were, are, as you know, single file roads and, and difficult to get traffic in. And so you can imagine hundreds of cars coming in and out that single file road presented some problems. Another goal of ours was not to put acres of parking lot in those beautiful fields. We really want to preserve the property and keep the beauty. It's one of the most beautiful pieces of property in South Atlanta. And so we had a goal to preserve that. So all, almost every one of those locations, as we talked to engineers, we, we, we went through that scenario, they were failing. And so we popped over to the Highway 74 location, help us with that, Laura. And all of our planning in this last year has been Go to that building. That's the building and the parking. And so the building right there, show me the amphitheater. There's a, this beautiful avatar-like canopy tree. And we, we have plans for a, a, um, a, a beautiful amp, outside amphitheater there. And then one day a daycare center, that pink building right just north of it there. And there's, there's parking above that. And so that's, that's what we've been getting bids on. That blue lake is a retention pond, a small, an additional lake there. And so we started our building fund months ago, and the goal was to have that, that building up there come in about $2.5 million. And the building fund raise was to raise a million two five, which was half that, and try to pay half that off in three years. So that's, that was the, how we came to that number. And 
And so we have been working with the city. They've been really cooperative and engineers and architects, and they've done a great job for us. Uh, as time has gone on, uh, there are a few things have happened. Uh, the steel embargo has raised prices of steel dramatically. The labor market is really tight. And it's one of the most expensive times to build in your lifetime right now. And some of my developer friends are shaking their head at us at our timing. And we finally got some pricing in. And our goal was to come in at originally two and a half. Then we said, you probably need to be at three. And then we were, well, if we're in three and a half, we might be able to afford that. Our budget, uh, our first hard bid came in about a month ago at 4.7 million. Wow. A million. At least a million more than what well, we were comfortable and a million more than the bank said they were comfortable. Uh, so it wasn't just our comfort level, it was their comfort level. And uh, their comfort level was not no, but heck no. And uh, so, so the Lord is speaking. He speaks in yeses and he speaks in noes. Also, at, on Good Friday, we got some news that the, our access point on 74, which we had been told forever was in great place, uh, was not as certain and, in fact, was a no at where we wanted to go, but possibly yes, um, show where Hanley Road comes in. So, yes, that area we could access 74, show that spot right there, and we were just south of that, Laura. We were, yep, that's a, that's a strong maybe now, but south of that was a yes. So we got back-to-back -back news that uh, I felt like I got run over by a truck getting those two pieces of news back-to-back. Now, shortly after that, uh, let's look at the, um, do you want to share a little bit of your story and how that, yeah. yeah. And I've, I want to invite, um, kind of invite Lauren and Blake to kind of join me. And some of you don't know, but Lauren and Blake are part of the senior team at, at the church. Lauren's the director of ministries, which... Uh, she's really over all the operations of the church. Uh, she's like an executive pastor would be another way of describing her role and, has, and was over the school of ministry for nine years and has, God's moved her into this role. And, and Blake is over the school of ministry, the director over the, the Batham School of Ministry and he holds the, really oversees the prophetic part of the church. And so... Three of us uh, are really comprised the senior team. And I want to introduce the elders while we're here. Deborah Bernard, would you stand? There's an elder in the church. And um, are John and Trish here? John, John and Trish just took their kids to John and back. Trish Spignal, uh, they just took their kids back in the back. And um, Eric and Andre, are they? Yeah. Eric and Andre in the back, my back, right? Our elders here. Many of you know Ron and Carolyn Book. They're, they're on the way to North Carolina and they serve as elders. 
And uh, our staff elders are Justin Stockman and Lauren Brownlee and myself. And so they serve as the, as the elder team. And so um, share a little bit about your story about yeah. the property also. Yeah. So um, Brent and I have felt like we've been on a journey the last few months as well. And uh, it's funny how our journeys intersect with the church world. And in January, I joined a missions trip uh, three days before it left to go to Nicaragua, felt the Lord, and uh, jumped on the team. And I left something at home, and Brent was running, running back to the airport. And uh, so I'm sprinting out to the car, and he's like, hey, pray about me developing property one day. And I'm like, okay, we haven't talked about that in a decade. Thanks for the credit card. Love you. Bye. <laughs> and uh, so I run through, through security and, um, in, and come home, and... The Lord just starts speaking to us on a daily basis, kind of crazy, and uh, we felt like we were following breadcrumbs. Uh, the first day I get back, we feel like the Lord tells us to sell our rental houses and simplify life a little, and that was such a sense of security in my life, like, oh, what the one day that'll help us, um, but we felt like the Lord was saying it, and so we put one of our houses on the market. Uh, it sold 12 hours later for above asking cash. And it felt like the Lord said, okay, I'm saying yes to what you're, you know, I'm confirming what I'm telling you to do. And so um, just trying to follow what's in front of us. And, um, and Brent had told me, he's like, if I could develop anything, it'd be really fun to develop a few acres of the church's property or a few acres next to the church. And in this process, while our house is under contract to sell, um, up pops four acres attached to the property which was his identical thing he said a month prior. I'm like, okay, I think we have to buy this. I don't wanna, don't wanna spend the money we're just about to sell this house for, but it feels like the Lord. And um, it was obviously just the best property that we don't own as Bethel Atlanta. It's four acres. If we could pick any four acres to own that we don't already own, it's those four acres. But we've been saving every penny and we know where the finances are. And we thought this is, you know, Bethel Atlanta is using all their pennies to get onto the property. And so this is what we have to do. And, uh, and so uh, we, we just get a contract on the property and we're not really sure what it looks like going forward, but we felt the Lord on it. And so then comes the bad news that we just were sharing. The, the door closed um, you know, or the high, the high off, the high bids that were 1.2 over what we had ever hoped to spend, and then the um, the access denied. All that happened in, in the same week that we we're supposed to close on this four acres. And so, yeah. So, so this four acres. Let's show that where that is, Laura. This is really going to end well, believe me. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> that's the four acres that that Lauren and Brent purchased. And it's directly behind the church offices. And it, um, and one day, and go to the right of that. We believe the Lord's going to bring, give us all that property around that corner. That, and the uh, nine acres below it, we do own that. That green, if you'll show that. Yep, that nine acres is, is zoned uh, residential. And so we think that he's going to tie all that together but we're not in a position to go buy more land right now. And, but here's what's interesting. That four acres behind our facility there changed everything about our goals about getting on the horse farm where we were running into neighbors, beauty, 
parking lots on the field, all those questions that stopped us. It's all, you know how you turn, turn the uh, little bit of the diamond, one little thing, and you see a different angle? Or there's one piece of the puzzle gets added, and it changes everything. And then all of a sudden, oh, maybe we can access off Tyrone Road. Let's see that little uh, road that's built in there off Tyrone Road. Maybe we could access there and have some parking behind and keep our fields, keep our beauty, have the parking close. And now look at that red building that we're talking about. That we're now looking at, could we build something quicker, inexpensive? Uh, Because there's another storyline going. The other storyline going Parallel tracks is January, uh, our church giving went down 20%. And February, it went down 20%. So your pastor was seeing, and Saturday nights have been tough, honestly. You know, it's, I I just want to say thank you to you that you've said, I'll adjust my world. I'll adjust a world that revolves around lots of fun things on Saturday nights for my community and my church, uh, even though it's inconvenient. But not everyone's been able to do that or has chosen to do that. So our attendance has dropped about 150 people or so over the last year, and uh, giving often goes with that. So your pastor is holding this tension of, Giving is going down and expenses and the building are going up. And Lindy would tell you that in January and February, I wasn't myself. I was in a funk. I was carrying stress. I was um, mildly depressed. I lost my peace. And I was like, how's this going to happen, Lord? And uh, feeling the responsibility, the weight of that. And the parallel story was in February, uh, standing right here in worship. God speaks in his presence, right? He speaks in worship. And I, I just remember feeling that, that pressure there. And I heard the Lord, still small voice, prime the pump. Prime the pump. You know how when he speaks, it's often in words you don't use or you don't speak to yourself that way. I don't say prime the pump to myself. Um, (laughs) and, And often when he says something, you know it means something else. Prime the pump, for me, I knew what it meant. And so as a church, we have for 10 years tithed on your tithes to a building fund. So every dollar you give, 10 cents has been going into church savings, building fund. That's how, that's how we've saved a million dollars to pay for half of that land. That's how 56 acres of that is debt free, 56 of the 100. So we're trying to be responsible, but When he said, prime the pump, I knew he was saying, start giving that away. 
Well, I don't really like that logic. <laughs> Wait a minute, we're having money issues. We're trying to save money for the building fund and the only place we're saving for the building fund, you say, give it away. Vanessa, you know, Vanessa was singing a new song like obeying radical obedience. It's a, it's, a, it's a word over our house. We hear his voice and we run, radically obey when we hear it. And, and so this was uh, February. And so February we, we gave our tithe on our tithe. It was about $8,000 to, and, and gave it to, to Frontline, Heidi Winter. And we felt there's, stand up Heidi, <laughs> Heidi. Uh, for Venezuela. And there we go. So your tithe of your tithe went to Venezuelans that are starving. There are people starving in our world, young children. And, um, and so um, in March, so we were down 20% in January, February. And in March, uh, the giving was up. Seven percent as a response, I think, to that obedience. Physical obedience brings spiritual release. So um, we we don't know that we're supposed to do it forever, but we felt like, well, let's do this in in uh, the next month. So March we did the same, and um, and we gave that to Chris Oliver, Chris Oliver's ministry and the church he started. So so to um, you know, some of that transition has, has, as all those things go, has been up and down, and we felt like this is a, a like a strengthening of that relationship. And and there's and generosity changes things. We had it was a fun meeting to give that check to Chris. Generosity changes atmosphere. So. So we, we really, Chris, Chris and I are really in a, a great place. And then, um, and then April, um, something happened in the midst of all this. Like within days of that land, uh, one of you gave the biggest tithe check the church has ever received. And we were... 200% or we're double what we were expecting. So down 20%, down 20%, up 7%, double the next April, up 100%. And the Lord's speaking, that gift was the, almost the exact amount it cost to pay, buy that four acres that came out of, like, God, you're speaking. You're closing doors and you're opening doors. You know, when you're trying to hear God's voice, Lord, just make it hot or cold. Don't give me maybes. <laughs> you ever feel that way? Like, can you open it or close it? It's these little halfway opens that are frustrating. So, so, but I feel like he's closing and opening. And I, I just want to share... One of my frustrations was, well, Lord, what about all this money we spent on planning and time and engineering? 
for these other buildings. And the beauty that's happening is our dream for going there hasn't changed. And the building, where it is, and the engineering, everything that we've put into that, none of that's changed. It's still very useful. It's still what we want. And most churches do more of a community building smaller before they go big. We, were, we just don't do anything the way most churches do it. And um, so we're, you know, we're Bethel. We're dreaming big. And so um, we just found that everything that we want over there and have designed over there, we still want. And we still believe it's going to happen. And we just think there's a step in between. And so um, the other, that other story going on on the financial side where I was feeling the burden is we have, we have a family and a church uh, heart to be debt-free and to have a people that are debt-free. And it felt um, to go borrow three and a half million dollars there when we've got another million uh, against the property and the horse farm, it felt too much and it felt irresponsible and it felt, and the banks were like, woo, that's getting too much. We're not a big, big wealthy, we don't have a billionaire in the midst dropping big checks. We got a lot of generous people, yet. They're in process. They could be in the room. But they've yet to manifest. Come forth. Manifest. <laughs> but there's a word, there is a word over the house that, you know, we'll, we're going to start with 23 millionaires. So those are happening. They're going to happen. And but I, I'm feeling like this, this doesn't feel good, us being in that much debt and being in a position with build it, they better come. <laughs> if they build it, they don't come, we're in a lot of trouble. Doesn't feel good. And so those those plans are still so much in our heart. But as we have um, looked to purchase that four acres, now uh, our engineer and our architect, we are talking to the city about, what if we did something uh, a little less grandiose but would work? And that would be either a metal building or a uh, pole barn, kind of beautiful, make a pole barn structure that would serve as a wedding facility, a gym, and also a place for us to meet until we, till either building costs come back to normal or we grow enough to be able to jump into that other facility. So that's what we are pursuing. Uh, we met with a pole barn builder who uh, threw out a number that made me very happy. <laughs> and, and even low enough that I thought, ooh, we might, we might even be able to do that for cash or maybe very little borrowing or, or we close enough that we all could, could all rally like, oh, this feels so different. My peace is returning. 
and has returned. And, and so uh, we're really excited uh, about where we're going. We are uh, looking uh, to, to just, we're, we're in go mode. We know that we need to not be at Saturday nights here forever. We got to get on that property as fast as possible. And you guys have been uh, unbelievably gracious and all the, and flexible and where we meet, how we meet, when we meet. But there's something special about that property for all of us. It's, it's, uh, it's going to be, there's going to be a day when you're on that campus and it's so easy, so beautiful, you're so proud of it. And, and there'll be com- people that come and get saved, healed, deliver, experience the presence of God. And they just walk on and they just... But us in this room who are in the early stages, there'll be something deeper. There'll be a deeper well. There'll be a deeper appreciation. There'll be something really... Sp- hey, I was there when? I was at the beginning. I was a part of the first building, the second building, the third. And so uh, I couldn't be more excited about where this is going. And, and my peace has not only returned, but it's gotten to an excitement stage. And so um, let me be quiet for a minute. Y'all fill in a little bit where... Well, I where might I'm... add a little something. Um, to commend your flexibility... <laughs> uh, so this summer, we have some exciting transition with our, with our hours of meeting. And, you know, about two weeks ago, something spectacular happened in second service worship and just felt like, I, and, I, and I missed it. I was at a wedding and, uh, and I came to staff and I said, oh, it's just a bummer that some of us are missing what happens when, you know, the first service is gone or something happens in first and second doesn't get experience it. And we just had this thought, like, what if for the summer we all came together? What if we had a little bit more liberty of time? We haven't all been together in the same service in five, six years probably since the old ABC days. And uh, so we just, we, we, are, we are introducing this now. Um, June 2nd will be our first um, one time, 5 p.m. It'll be at one service. It'll just be here as usual. But we'll just tight in, pack in tight, worship together. Uh, do you want to share... Yeah, along, along with that, we, um, we've just, and I'm sure you guys have felt it as well, we just really felt something building in worship over the last several months, really. And we, um, you know, when, I, when we first, I remember the very first day that we moved into this facility, I, um, I ended up sharing a message that was kind of more of a prophetic word than a message, and just talking about this being an engagement season. And for those of you who weren't here just briefly, that was... Um, Engagement in the sense of like when you're engaged to be married, and when when the Lord told told me that, I had this um, flashback to when I was engaged to to my wife April. That I remember in the middle of it, just thinking like, oh, this is like this weird season where I've committed to being married to you, but we're we're not married yet, and we have all this wedding stuff to plan, and there's you know we're not not dating right now but we're but we're not married yet and it just felt like this un, unusual kind of season and i remember as i was just kind of like one day when i was feeling overwhelmed by wedding plans and feeling overwhelmed with what we were uh, third year students in reading at the time and all all the work there um i remember the holy spirit just came to me and said 
you know, don't, don't miss out on what's available in this season. And in that moment, I realized, like, oh, April and I had been dating for a while, and we would be married for the rest of our life. But that engagement season was very short. And I wanted to receive everything, everything that the Holy Spirit had for just that little moment of my life. And I've felt that about this time here on Saturday nights at, at, this, at this facility. This would be a very short but very special time in Bethel Atlanta's history. We've, we've been on an amazing and long journey to, you know, it's funny, you can, if, we, if we had built and designed this church around, you know, church growth models and things like that, you know, things would look very, very different. But we've, you know, we've decided that we want to be a church that's led by the presence of the Lord, that's led by the voice of the Holy Spirit. And in that, we've, I, I personally have over the last uh, 10 and more years just felt something building to a crescendo. And we're, we're about to step into a new chapter. And so with, with these... Um, kind of bringing us all together for the last part of this season. We really just kind of want to, it's almost a picture of us like gathering around the campfire before it's time to go home, you know? And I just, um, I'm really excited about these last few months where we get just to spend this time all together Saturday nights pursuing his presence together because it's, we're moving into an even better season. We're moving into even more exciting things. But this, this is the only time that it will be exactly like this. And I want to get every, I know I personally want to get every little thing that the Lord has appointed for just this season. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to highlight something that's gone on within our team and invite y'all into this as well. Um, we've watched our team, our staff, really rally. I mean, when the budget cuts by 20% for two months straight, it changes everything you're doing. You're like, okay, our, what used to be a barbecue is now we're cooking hot dogs. Or, um, you know, we used to have dinner together. Now we're having a worship night with the worship team. And it's been really special. Like, I've watched uh, just great moments come out of being creative. And, and I've also watched us rally around this testimony that's happening. And the testimony's not done. This prime the pump testimony, this giveaway, the 10% that, of our tithes and offerings. And... Um, I've also watched it open up things for individuals in our staff because they're grabbing hold of this for themselves. There are staff members on our team saying, well, we could pay off our house in three years. We should do that. Like, it's rising up something that says, this testimony is part of my life now. And for years, I felt like we've heard so many of Steve's testimonies because the Lord speaks to him around money and that's his business. And so we're hearing offering testimonies around money all the time. And I feel like we're, we're grabbing onto him here and there. But I feel like this is our testimony. This, this, we're giving the money away. We're priming the pump. We're, it's an invitation for all of us to take it into our personal lives. Like, Lord, what are you doing in my finances in this season? And so I just want to invite you into it because I've noticed our staff is saying, okay, this is part of our testimony. Like, and, and I'm watching it trickle down into their own personal finances as well. So just giving you all that invitation. Yeah. And um, just one more thing to... Um, that's been another part of this testimony as we're going forward. You know, in the process, we got that, you know, big bid back at 4.7. You know, we had been 
thinking maybe we could do a stretch at you know 3.5 or something like that. And one of the one of the builders was real helpful in you know finding ways to change this, alter this, and here's how we can you know help you get the get down, which is really awesome. But when we when we ended up at that number, a lot of the design had to be compromised a little bit. We wouldn't have been able to finish the basement where the kids would have gone, which would have been a bummer for me personally. Um, <laughs> and uh, and you know, and e- even though there's like maybe a version where it's possible that we you know keep pushing, pushing, and making that happen, it, it again just kind of felt like ah, this feels like we're almost like compromising the vision that we feel that God's given us for for our long-term destiny just to get this version done right now, you know and. Yeah, it's been really exciting. This this part's still unfolding, but as we've kind of moved our ideas over to this little area here, it's been really exciting to see the the dreams that even us as a team have been uh, having arise in ourselves as we've just thought about doing community around this area here. Uh, Laura, if you want to scroll through a couple of those pictures that we have of the the spot that we're we're thinking about, it's just kind of fun to see. It's you know right near this area where the bridge walks over and. This field is somewhere in this region is kind of one of the areas that we're thinking about. It's a big, beautiful field. If you were there on Easter, that's where all the kids were running like crazy to uh, get the eggs. And it's um, that's kind of the, would be some of the view, you know, uh, from from where the building is into the our offices there on the left, um, as you can see. And again, just the the properties we get to be there every week because we're there we're at our, with our offices. But it's just so beautiful. Um, the whole time, and just in that open area behind the lodge there is kind of the area of where we're thinking of putting up that building. And one one point two to be clear on for some of you who are like me don't know all how building stuff works. Um, the like by a pole barn, we don't mean like a roof with poles coming down. Uh, the, this thing will have walls and we'll have a structure air to it, and we'll be in air conditioning. That was a very high value for me. Um, it. It, you know, it will not, it, it has more to do with how it works engineering-wise rather than it, the way that it looks necessarily. And so it'll also be a very uh, pretty thing as well. So, yeah. Yeah, excellent. So, and uh, just uh, one other piece of the story is the, the third month's giving went in-house to uh, a lot of it to single moms. Uh, so that third month of tithing, was really a, an inreach to people inside the church who were experiencing some needs. So, um, and that was because the month before was a double month. There was a lot of money kind of given back to people in need inside the church. And so that, that was a fun part of this process. So God is speaking. And for some of you, you're trying to hear God's voice. Some of you, the vision feels bigger than the checkbook. The mission feels bigger than your resources. He's just been speaking to me. He's in the waiting. He's in the tension. He's in the murkiness. He's in the uncertainty. He's in the waiting. And sometimes his voice is loud and clear. Prime the pump. And sometimes you feel like you're waiting. And sometimes it's one step of obedience that opens up something you didn't see before. But we do look back as children of God. We are ones that carry the Prince of Peace. I don't believe there's any true peace without the Prince of Peace. 
And we, part of how we hear his voice is that peace follows. His peace follows your decisions. And, and so we're feeling the peace of God. We're feeling like it aligns with our heart that we'd be a church and a people that are debt-free. Uh, we're not necessarily opposed to going into some debt, but we feel like you better. we want to have a plan to get out and get out quick. And we, when we talk about reigning in life, we're talking about every family in the church. I've got a, I've got a, a heart, a vision that every one of you would be debt-free. And what does that feel like when you bring your friend to church with a big need? And there's an entire congregation of people reigning in life and their finances. And they're living from a place of abundance. doesn't mean they're all rich and pink Cadillacs with Rolexes. It just means more than enough. You know what I mean? And you bring your friend who is in need into a church of people who hear from God, all living in a place of more than enough. Do you think they go home with their net mead? Their need met? They do. It's the same vision of uh, every one of you is a worship leader. What does worship feel like if we're all worship leaders? When you bring your unsaved friend into a church that's full of worship leaders, the presence of God is so thick. Do they get saved, healed, and delivered? I believe they do. So this is... Uh, that's part of the vision of reigning life that we are becoming sons and daughters of the king. And uh, I spent a lot of time on the property, so it, I just envision so many things that we can enjoy together, like a mile-long walking trail through the woods around the property, a place with stations that you go to pray or you go to exercise, uh, that there's outdoor amphitheaters where we open it up to the community and there are concerts and there's life and there's a buzz. Not many people in life get to experience a second home. Lindy and I, we, up till just lately, we're in the process of a second home, but we've been married 39 years. We've not had a second home. I believe this church could be all of our second home. And that it becomes ours. It's not the church, it's ours. I, I've got a dream of on that property, a prayer chapel, a 24-7 prayer chapel. That you could go anytime. You, hey, you're part of this church, there's a code, it's safe. You, you can go there at four o'clock in the morning and feel safe. And you meet, this church got started by a dream that happened in a prayer chapel. And what, what hap where do your dreams happen that might start in a prayer chapel? So it just, um, it's going to be spectacular. And one of the things that happens, um, if the Lord had given us a seven-acre piece of land, it would be obvious where the building goes. There are not many choices. You put it right there. That's the only place. But uh, he's given us something bigger and there are more choices and it uh, and our heart is to not mess up this land 
we, we just are taking very seriously where this goes and how it gets there. He's in the waiting. And, and so, would y'all stand? Yeah. Yeah, if you, um, if you have any questions, like if they've popped up in this, uh, it, it'd be really difficult to do a Q&A. We had a lot of information to pass on. But if you would email us, info at BethelAtlanta.com, we'll, uh, we'll do our best to answer that question. And uh, if we get the same question 10 times, we'll, we'll come back and do a frequently asked question piece for you guys. So, um, Blake, would you close us in prayer? Yeah, so Lord, we just thank you so much that we have the opportunity to follow your voice. We thank you so much that we just have such a, such a great resource to be pulling from and such a great uh, opportunity just to build family in your presence, Lord. And we just ask that not only for us as a, as a leadership team, but for every single person at this church, that they would just feel led by your voice in this season that we would get every last drop of what you have for us in this last bit of this engagement season, Lord, before we move on to the property and step into a brand new and amazing season, that we would get the full benefit of what you have planned and appointed for this church, for this group of people in this season right now. And I just pray that we would continue to be led by your peace into glory after glory after glory. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Thank you for listening to the Sermon of the Week. To stay connected with Bethel Atlanta, visit www.bethelatlanta.com.